Bruce in the pocket, launching downfield. Mitchell, touchdown, Texas. You are looking live at the College Football Insiders Show. You throw it. McCarthy looking, throws deep, got wide open receiver. Cornelius Johnson spreading. Touchdown, Michigan. Now, here are your hosts ready to break down this weekend's top matchups. He is back, ladies and gentlemen. Quentin Mills, without skipping a beat, thought he was going to be on the IR for a, a couple months, but he makes it back after just, what, three weeks. So welcome back. You know this gentleman to my right, Smitty Bucks. What's up, guys? Listen, just because the doctor says you're it's the season enter doesn't mean anything. Aaron Rodgers, be ready for the playoffs. Quentin Mills comes back midseason. Let's go. One of those is not happening. <laughs> Fair enough. I was going to hey, say, I'm that's not happening with the Jets, but okay. I'm a miracle. I'm going undefeated this weekend for a return. I got it. In the bag. Smitty, what are you doing here? What's going on, guys? Great to be here again. Great to have Q. Seeing his face on camera. Can't wait to get him back in studio. Notebook wagering with me, too. It's been lonely in that studio. I need him in there with me. It's a lot more entertaining when he's in yeah. there. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Well, let's get into week five. We have Friday night action, guys. We actually have a ranked, first ranked opponent in Utah going to Oregon State to take on the Beebs. All right. So we were talking backstage. Has anybody heard about Cam Rising? Once again, I think this is one of the biggest like mysteries of college football. Is he ready? Is he not ready? Was he ahead of schedule? Were they just trying to to play mind games with the Florida game? I don't think he's playing. I don't think no. he's playing tonight. I don't think he's playing next week. I, I don't know. But I talk me into one of these sides because I feel like there's money to be made here. My power ratings have this only Oregon State minus one. So I want to hammer this Utah team plus four. But I don't know. After after Oregon State struggled last week against Washington State, I think they're uh, they're in a get-right spot here at home. Uh, do you all have a lean either way in this? Yeah, I lean Oregon State as well. Um, I think Nate Johnson has done really well, especially knowing he's a third-string quarterback. They just can't move the ball right now. I mean, they struggled. You know, we, that game, I, I'm four screening the uh, UCLA-Utah game, and that was just – it puts you to sleep. I mean, 7 nothing for so long, 14 nothing for even longer. DJ's got that Oregon State team believing. You know, they had a hell of a game last week. I think that, you know, their defense – uh, is going to keep Utah in check for, you know, Utah. Obviously, it's it's a recurring issue. Like I just said, they can't move the ball, so I'm not concerned there. I am concerned with Utah being able to contain DJ and the offense. You know, you got Damian Williams as a solid running back. At some point, somebody's got to score and win this game, and, and I think it's going to be Oregon State, especially, you know, tough loss, uh, I believe, on the road last week, and you get to come back to your, you know, your home stadium, your home fans, and, and have another ranked matchup, a top-10 matchup. You know, this uh, – they're they're there to to make some noise in the Pac-12, and I think they do, and they get a good signature win here. And um, I may end up playing this game actually. Yeah, I jumped on this game earlier in the week, and I got Oregon State money line minus one forty five. 
you know, I think this is these both these teams, it's going to be a fist fight. You know, Utah wants to make it ugly. And like you said, that game was ugly against UCLA. I had Utah money line in a parlay, which I hit, but that game was boring. I watched a little bit of it. Both offenses couldn't do anything. You know, where are you going to go? Like you said, is uh, the quarterback going to play? I don't think he is either. I don't know when their bye is. Maybe they're going to try to go until their bye week and then bring him back. But I, I don't think it's going to happen tonight. And I just don't think Utah is going to score. Oregon State, really tough game last week against uh, Washington State. Washington State got out to a really big lead. Oregon State came back. But they want to do the same thing. You know, they want to pound the ball with Martinez. Utah wants to make it ugly. This is, could be that. DJ has to play a little bit better. He hasn't been playing fantastic lately. Has to play good. But I think the big thing in this is the home field tonight. So I'm glad I got it at minus 145. I think the last time I saw the money line, it was like minus 160. So I'm cl- glad I jumped on this one early. But I got I got the Beavers tonight. 180, minus 182 right now. Wow. Okay, 182. I did yeah. not see it go that high. Okay. All right, so up next, we've got Quentin's Florida Gators. We only put them on here because he was coming back. Yeah, uh, this is the only time we're going to talk about him. Uh, okay, so Kentucky. I have not watched a whole lot of them. I watched them last week kind of throttle and play with Vanderbilt. But, again, they still gave up 28 points. I think Graham Ertz does some good things at times. Uh, Pearsall had a hell of a catch. It was uh, outstanding. I think Florida's offense is coming together. If Billy Napier can get the defense rolling, I think they could probably slow down Kentucky. Leary's stat line looks good, though, uh, outside of the five interceptions over 1,000 yards. What are you doing here? I mean, I'll, I'll take it out. Kentucky, who have they played? I mean, they played Vanderbilt, Akron, Eastern Kentucky, and Ball State. When you look at, to touch on your point, I mean, Florida's played Utah on the road. You know, Tennessee, which is still a tough team, even with, with Bum Milton. Um, Graham Mertz, is, I, I said it on Jeff's show that we just got on. He's not explosive, but he's been really efficient. And and he's done everything Billy Napier has asked him to do, in, in my opinion, very successfully. Uh, they get their offensive line back. It's going to be one of the first times they have all the starters together. They get Trey Wilson, a true freshman who, uh, you know, you put him and Pearsall on a field, you're not going to be able to cover. That's kind of like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle's speed there. A deadly screen game uh, with that, you know, it's going to open up some passing lanes. Uh, Kentucky's got a good defense, uh, but I think Florida having a, the full complement of receivers uh, is going to help them kind of attack this. They're going to get Trevor Etienne the ball more. He didn't get him uh, many touches against Charlotte. Florida plays better after a bad performance and, and as an underdog. They played bad against Utah. They stepped it up against Tennessee. They played bad against Charlotte. They're going to step it up against Kentucky. It helps that it's a noon game. Uh, Devin Leary's five picks. You know, Billy Napier kind of challenged the defense and said, look, we have one turnover this year that's unacceptable. Uh, Billy Napier's 17-5-1 as a head coach, as an underdog covering the spread with 10 outright wins. I like Florida here, and I think the Sharps do as well. Uh, Florida's front seven defense is going to be a problem for Kentucky. I know they're a passing offense first, but they have Davis, a stud running back. I think they're going to semi-contain him and force Devin Leary to throw the ball, and, and it's going to force some turnovers. And I think Florida gets this as an outright money line win. All right, I, I did a money line parlay. I don't know if I'll give it out to I'll, I'll give it out. I mean, it will be a small little piece of money. I hit my three-teamer last week. Uh, you know, 
I'm just going to go take the home team here because this is why I'm going to just do the home team. I love Florida's defense. I think their defense has been very good. Q has said that, you know, earlier before the season started, he thought this defense was going to be good and they have been Kentucky's defense is really good. I think this game, you talk about a fist fight. This one could be a fist fight. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know where this could go. I'm doing a little small play on a three team money line. Cause I just do that every week hit last week. I'm going to try it again. The only reason I'm taking Kentucky in this is because home field. So I think it's going to be a very low scoring, very tight game. You know, I, again, I agree. I, I'd like to see Florida's offense get going a little bit. I agree with Q. I, I think they need to open it up, maybe bring in some more better offensive minds running the system. I think Billy Q, am I right? Like Billy's running, the, trying to be the offensive coordinator too. And I yeah. know you're not the happiest yeah. person on that. So no, I, he needs an OC. I think he needs to be a Saban-esque, which is like a game manager uh, or a CEO. But they've got the right pieces. Uh, I think the program's trending up with some young talent. they got a lot of true freshmen playing on both sides of the ball. And, and they are playmakers, but they're also going to have some bumps in the road. So uh, to get Trey Wilson back is going to be massive because now you can't just double up Ricky Pearsall. Yeah, I th- again, I, I think this game's a fist fight. I think it's a low-scoring game. Two great defenses. Offenses, I think, might struggle in this. And again, I'm just throwing Kentucky in it because of the home field. Yeah. Well, Q has successfully talked me into back in the Florida Gators. I just hit the money line. I do think, I mean, looking at their 108 defensive third down conversions, I think that Florida has enough playmakers that if they can triculate the the ball down the field enough, they're going to be able to put up points. And I don't know if Kentucky's going to be able to, I, I do. I, I don't know. 129th Q in average turnovers per game that Florida's forced. I think you should get some with Leary already yeah. throwing five picks against bad competition, but I, I kind of like the under two, but I am rooting on the Gators. All right. So Arkansas Razorbacks heartbreaker against LSU, but they played with some enthusiasm. As you can see, A&M has the the entire offensive stat column in their favor. Uh, But you get Max Johnson here, and he is a good – he may be the best backup in the country or the best backup in the SEC. But he is a lefty. I think he has played Arkansas before, if I'm not mistaken, uh, either with LSU. Is that where he transferred from? Yeah. Or AM. I feel like we've seen him before. Uh, KJ looked good last week. I know he was going into the BYU game a little hobbled, but he looked fine. And we look like we opened up the playbook a little bit more. So I like us in this spot. I'll let you guys kind of dissect what you want, but I made this number AM minus four. There's no home field advantage. We always travel pretty well to Arlington. We're playing in Jerry World. Although our record there isn't the greatest, I do think this AM team is very beatable. And uh, I like the Hogs to cover the the touchdown or the the plus six, whatever it is. Smitty, you can start. Yeah, I, I don't have a ton for this. I, my thing with this game, I, I still like this Arkansas team. I think a lot of people, when you watch that BYU game, you're like, oh, what happened there? Because, you know, it was getting down, then getting up really quick and then getting down, coming back here. And that game was tight last week against LSU. I thought they played well. I like Jefferson, the quarterback, the running back, uh, Matt, correct. He's coming back this week. Yes. Rocket Sanders will be back. 
Okay, uh, so I, I think that's key. I mean, that's that's big for Arkansas. This series always always tight. I I think this can be a good one. I'm not that impressed with Texas A and M. I I love this one. Again, teasers have been killing me. I'm only doing oh well, I'm doing ours. Hopefully, we're still doing it. And I got this one. I got one, and Arkansas is in it. I love Arkansas. I got them up to plus thirteen in a teaser because I think this one's close. I think, and I think Arkansas has a really good chance in this game. Yeah, to echo it, you get Rocket Sanders back. It's going to take some pressure off KJ. Uh, one guy I'm actually interested, one, because I just picked him up in fantasy, but that tight end, that, that young tight end Arkansas has, he had a hell of a game last week. Haas. Haas. Yeah. And, uh, I'd like to, obviously, selfishly, I'd like to see him get the ball uh, frequently, but they always play AM tough, even though it's, like you said, it's a, a neutral site. Max Johnson, I don't think, was a huge downgrade from uh, losing their starting quarterback, but uh, A&M looked early like they were going to kind of take control in that Auburn game, and they just kind of didn't. They, they let Auburn kind of stay in. Now, they didn't give any points, but they also weren't scoring on Auburn. So that's concerning to me. Uh, so I, I actually put Arkansas in a, a teaser, and I think I'm going to actually take them on the plus. I'll probably get them up to plus six, take a little juice, but uh, I think it's worth it. I think this is a three-point game either side. All right, moving to the Big 12. Kansas Rock Chalk takes on the Texas Longhorns ahead of the Red Rival Red River Rivalry. <laughs> I struggled with that on Jeff's show. I can't I can't do my R's. But uh Kansas is in a really good spot, I feel like. In getting 17 and a half, I made the number 14. I think this is too many points. I think Jalen Daniels is is a really good quarterback. And from what I've seen out of Texas, it's kind of like after the the uh Alabama upset. They've just kind of coasted in games. Yeah, they look good, 38-6 over Baylor last week. But I don't know. I think this Kansas team could uh, could play this pretty tightly, especially for the first half. So I'm on the Jayhawks plus 17.5. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I took the 17.5. As soon as I saw the line, I jumped on it. Jalen Daniels led that team to a 5-0 and start last year, and then he gets hurt against TCU, and, and they should have won that game. Uh, if he doesn't leave, I want to say right before halftime, he's looking for that big time game that he's missed. And and this is it, uh, you know, the, the opportunity to go into Texas and really show what you're made of, you know, Kansas can move the ball. I think they're going to keep the Texas defense honest because you have to watch him run um, as well as pass. He's, he's got a good arm. Uh, they've got a good running back who can score around the red zone, which is, is key. And, and uh, I think they're going to be able to, you know, hold their own 17 and a half is a lot, especially for Kansas, because Kansas is the the thorn in, in Texas's side year in and year out. Uh, they've beat them within the last 10 years, two or three times. And then they've, you know, covered five or six on top of those outright wins. So Kansas really plays this game well. And, and I know they're different teams, but it's just a trend that continues to stay true. And, and I like uh, I like Kansas here. Yeah, it's been crazy. If you look over the last couple of years, 2019, 50 to 48, Texas. Uh, 2021, uh, 57, 56, Kansas. Last year, Texas really put it in, in a, uh, put it to them, especially in the trenches a little bit. They kind of beat them up on this. But they, can they slow Texas down? Texas has the quarterback. They got the running back. They got multiple wide receivers. I love the Kansas quarterback, too, like you guys have mentioned. I mean, if I'm I'm not on this, this was a I was looking at team points maybe for this for one of the teams here. 
this could be a, I mean, if you look at the trends in the last couple of years, you would think this can be high scoring. Now, can Texas, oh, don't, don't get too excited for next week with Oklahoma. I'm not going to make Matt say that one more time, okay, with the Red Red River rivalry game. All right, I'll try to say it and probably mess it up too. But this one's tight. I kind of like where you guys are going with this. I'm going to stay off this game. If I was going to play this, maybe the over or maybe look for one of those team points over because this could be a shootout if you look at the trends. And I will say last year's matchup, it was very lopsided. But Texas had 427 rushing yards against Kansas. Bijan Robinson, no longer there, had 243. So I think you remove the uh, the long runs, and Kansas probably plays them a little closer. But we'll see on Saturday. Uh, going back to the SEC, LSU takes on Ole Miss, and I don't know what to make of either one of these teams. Is LSU good? Are they not good? Is Ole Miss? just okay i mean they looked horrible against alabama you know you get that that opening or the touchdown in the first half and then you don't do anything else after you know jaw at lane kiffin john at the the goat all week uh i don't know i feel like old miss needs this game a lot more than lsu does at this point but looking at it i feel like if lsu was minus six and a half i would probably have taken lsu the fact that it's a short line I don't know. It just seems weird to me, but what are y'all doing here? Smitty? Yeah, I'll go ahead here. I did jump on this game. I think this one's going to be high scoring. I really do. I I think if you look, you know, I liked Alabama last week. I had it in our teaser play. I just was not impressed with Old Miss. Old Miss got out to a fast start, 7 nothing. really didn't do anything. I think the key for Old Miss is the quarterback. Get him moving a little bit more. If you've looked at their games um, against Georgia Tech, he did get the carries, I think 14 for 136 and two touchdowns. I want to see him moving a little bit more if you're an Old Miss fan. I think it's up and down. I still like this LSU team. Who'd they lose to? Florida State. Florida State's a pretty good team. Uh, so I did, and it's laying the juice. People are going to say, Smitty, you're crazy. I laid minus 160. I did last week with Tennessee, too, and Tennessee covered it. So I'm going right back to it. I got uh, LSU over 32 and a half points. My, you know, I have not been great in college football. I will say it. One thing I've been okay on is team points. I lost two heartbreakers last week. I lost TCU by a half and USC by just a couple. I've been calling these pretty good. I like this game. I think it's high scoring. LSU gets over the 32 and a half. Lay the juice. It's going to cover. All right. I'm going to take, I'm taking the opposite of Smitty. So I'll cash that ticket now. No, (laughs) I'm actually, I I like LSU and and I do think LSU has some question marks. I I don't think they're maybe as good as people thought they would be coming into the season. I'm not a fan of Ole Miss, especially with Lane Kiffin. I think he just, I think in some capacity, he actually hinders the team. Um, I'm not a huge Jackson Dart fan. Uh, I'm probably the least fan on this show. And I think they put so much effort and energy into that game last week just to kind of show up flat, especially in the second half when, uh, you know, Bama gave you every opportunity to to really walk away with that game and you didn't. Uh, I think it's kind of took the uh, the wind out of the sails here for Ole Miss, and I think LSU actually gets it done. I think LSU still has something to play for knowing that they still have a shot to beat Bama, even though they have to go on the road. If they beat Bama, I mean, they're going to, the, in my opinion, they're going to the SEC championship with a chance to go to the college football playoff. 
I, I don't see Ole Miss with that same mentality. Uh, so give me LSU uh, on this one. And LSU is six and one last seven in the series. Nice little nugget there, Smitty. Okay, like Notre it. Dame coming off a heartbreaker of a loss. Just terrible, man. I don't see how you do that. And I didn't like Marcus Freeman's response of, why don't you just draw, like go off sides and, and get to reset your defense? And he said, well, you didn't want a penalty there. It wouldn't have made a difference. Ohio State wins it by three. Notre Dame does cover if you got the plus three and a half. They go to take on a Duke team that is hosting college game day. Uh, Duke, most notably for their blowout win over uh, UConn last week, because I gave out UConn plus 22 like an idiot. But their win over Clemson to to start off their season. I don't really have a, a lot of belief in this Duke team, but I do believe in this Notre Dame team and Sam Hartman, uh, the 40-year-old quarterback. I think they're going to come out. They're the better team here. My numbers came to eight, eight and a half. I like Notre Dame just to to make a make a statement here against an okay Duke team. What are you doing, Smitty? Yeah, you know, hey, I can't believe again as a Michigan fan, I took Ohio State money line. Ugh, that was tough to do, but I needed it after that Florida State coming back against Clemson. How Clemson blew that? I really needed that, so that was big. I needed that win. You know, this team, if if they would have won that game, would we be sitting here saying, oh, my goodness, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. I know Duke, this first time, you know, game day's down there. How life has changed, guys. Did you ever think you were going to see game day down there for a Duke football game? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Crazy. But I like this Notre Dame team still. I, I look at this as I like the quarterback. I think their offensive line's is just fantastic. Secondary has been good. I really like the Duke quarterback. He can throw the ball. He can run the ball. But really, how I look at this, has Duke really played anybody? I mean, they beat Clemson. But Clemson, you know. Clemson beat themselves. Yeah, in a way they kind of did. Then, you know, you look at it, they played like Lafayette. They played Northwestern. They played UConn. Now, I will say this about Duke. Good job for them. Now, I know Matt was on UConn, so I don't want to rub it in his face here. But my comment is, Barry, they did not look ahead for this game. They went up there and took care of business. But I think this is a tough spot. Now, spread-wise, I don't know. I'm going to stay off this. What I did, I matched Moneyline Parlay Notre Dame with a team, and I'll say that here in a little bit. But I think Notre Dame wins this game. They've won two in a row uh, against Duke, so I think they're going to make it number three tomorrow. I don't have a play on it, but I do lean Notre Dame with you guys. Um, Duke football, it's great what Mike Elko is doing. I just saw uh, he's one of the lead candidates uh, or at least lead targets for Michigan State. You know, what does that do in the locker room? Does that trickle in? Are they able to block the silence out? That's going to be brought probably brought up on game day as well uh, just to bring more light to it. Or I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Uh, yeah, Notre Dame still has something to play for. I mean, this is a top 20 matchup. You know, you get this win, and hopefully you, Duke has a successful season and keeps a rank, so it makes your resume look good. And then they still have USC uh, to go for. So they still have, you know, something to play for, even though they lost to Ohio State uh, in a tough game. Notre Dame's still playing for a college football playoff spot, in my opinion. So there's no reason why they can't go and get this win. I mean, unfortunately, I don't think Duke's 
in that position to say they're ready for a national titles uh, contention, but uh, Notre Dame still got that on their, on their table. And, and I would expect, you know, them to kind of play with a little fire under their ass. So I, I like Notre Dame here um, to win by a touchdown. All right. Well, that ends the six pack of previews, but do you guys have anything else that you are looking for uh, to, to bet in this weekend's slate? Yeah, I'll go real quick. Like I said, I said Notre Dame. I like Georgia Southern against Coastal Carolina in a money line parlay. I got that up uh, plus 111. I have that. Again, the team I'm matching with Arkansas, I said in a teaser this week, my one teaser is Syracuse. I think, you know, again, can you trust that Clemson team? Syracuse seems like they always play Clemson very well. So I'm going to take a chance, and I I got Syracuse up to 13. So I have that minus 110. Um, one more team over I'm playing right now. I'm going to go back to Tennessee. Tennessee's been good for me. I gave it out last week, minus 160. I laid the heavy juice. I didn't care. I said it was going to cover. They scored 45 against UTSA. I like that over 36 and a half against South Carolina. I think that game is going to be very high scoring. I think South Carolina is going to score. I like, I like Rattler. I, I know I'm one that I, I think with notebook wagering that I'm I'm a fan of his, and I know some of the other guys aren't, but I think he's a good quarterback, and I think they're going to score. I think that's going to be high scoring. Uh, my fun little money line parlay, my three teamer, Kentucky. James Madison's on a nice streak. I think that's a really good team. And how about the Akron Zips? Let's go money line because Buffalo can't stop anybody. So again, I, the Kentucky one scares me because Florida could win that game, but I did throw Kentucky in there, and it was not to irritate you. I know I sometimes <laughs> I like to do that, but I'm not oh yeah, that on purpose. I got that as plus four seventeen three team money line parlay. That is mine right now. And just one more I want to throw out because I'm keeping an eye. I'd like to add one more, and then I'm done. Arkansas State UMass. That one could be high scoring because if you look, Arkansas State the last. Two games have scored 31, 44 points. UMass has, can give up some points. 30, 59, 41, 17, 34. So I'm looking at something with that. Maybe the over in the game, but maybe if you like one of those team points, if you check it out, maybe take one of those team points over. I think that one's going to be high scoring. Quentin, what do you like? Yeah, I'm on Smitty. Uh, he just mentioned Akron. I took them minus two and a half. Uh, Buffalo can't stop anybody. They give up almost 500 yards of offense a game, over 40 points a game defensively. Um, I'll give you a Friday night. I got BYU money line. I also have BYU in a teaser plus four and a half and Florida minus, uh, plus nine and a half. Obviously, I said I'm on Florida money line. Um, I might try to stay tuned on Twitter. I, I might try to get a little action on that Oregon State, maybe a live play uh, to, to kind of turn on my notifications, especially if you come, if you talk and maybe get the first possession, go down and score, you know, I'll jump on a live money line with uh, with Oregon State. But uh, definitely BYU money line. I like them playing Cincinnati at home for the getting to come back uh, to Brigham Young for the first time in two weeks after two tough road games. So I like that. And, um, yeah, that's I'll post the rest of my card. I mean, I already talked about it all over this show, so I'll post it. Uh, right after this show and and more Saturday. So a couple more that I've got. I did bet Arkansas first half team total over 10 and a half. That was a two unit play for me. I bet UCF minus nine and a half. I laid the 130 to get that, but I just this Baylor team is struggling and I think UCF is uh taking on uh, what 
I think their home first home game, Big Twelve game. Uh, but I like I like UCF to cover that, and then I did also bet in the early lines Clemson minus six and a half. I don't love it, like like Smitty was saying. I think Syracuse does usually play them pretty close, but this is a get right spot for Clemson. I mean, if they lose this one after going toe to toe with Florida State last week, I I don't believe in Dabo as it is, but I think they're in a world of hurt if they lose this one too. Um, and then I, I laid it with Michigan. I think 16 and a half, it's kind of like Georgia, who's another one I bet. Michigan and Georgia are 0-4 against the spread this year. I think both of them need a, a big cover, and I think they get it. Michigan taking on Nebraska, and then uh, Georgia taking on Auburn, who looked horrible on offense. So, uh, that's my plays. You can see it on our bet tracker, ncaainsiders.com. Y'all ready to tease it up? Yep. Put your crown on. And here we are, just trying all of the common sense betting football. We're going to tease it up. We're going to start with the king himself, Smitty. What's the first leg? Hey, can we get a winner here? I've been, I mean, I haven't lost one of these plays yet. Let's go. Let's, we hit one. We're going to hit this week. <laughs> Maybe hey, you I, should just pick all of them. Either that I, or I should just book it myself instead yeah. of actually betting it. Now, listen, how my teaser has been going. Stay off. I mean, I, this has been my hottest teaser, my, this one play here. So let's keep going after it here. Hey, I like Central Michigan. Let's get them. They're coming off a good win against South uh, Alabama. I'm shocked they beat them. I think a better schedule. They play Eastern Michigan. I like it. They played Michigan State, Notre Dame, South uh, Alabama. I like this team. Home teams won seven out of the last eight in the series. Central Michigan, I think last time I saw, if we do a seven-point teaser, that's down to like maybe a pick them or minus a half. I love it. The Chippewas will get a big win. This week, Central Michigan, lock it in. That is my teaser play. Quentin. Florida plus eight and a half. Feel good about it? I love it. Because I don't want to be the one to lose it again. <laughs> I love it. I'm getting mine out of the way early. I'm taking BYU up to plus eight. They that are, was my second. I like that. So I, I think BYU getting home. Keaton Slovis looked good against Arkansas. He played decent against Kansas. Let's take BYU through that seven and get up there and cash a teaser play. Smitty. Hey, if you lose, if you lose a, a teaser play on a Friday night, is that do you get like a mulligan Saturday morning? I think that's a mulligan. Count? I think that's a mulligan. <laughs> we throw it right back in, and then Matt yeah. we post it. We post it. Uh, okay, yeah. I think if we do that, we we mulligan it and just keep keep rolling into the weekend. Yeah. Trust me, I'm playing golf tomorrow. I'll probably do a lot of mulligans. So. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Q? Uh, I did Any? miss. I had oh. I had Georgia minus 13 and a half. I missed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were both on that one, too. Yeah, yeah. I like that game. Both of you guys sold me kind of on that. I have not taken that game. You know, diving into that, I just don't know how Auburn's going to really move the ball. That quarterback just – I mean, he's had one good game, and I think it was against Samford or something. Yeah. So, I mean, I just don't see – Georgia's been sometimes starting slow in that, but I just don't see how they're going to be able to score. And, like, I think Matt made a great point out to the listeners here with the Michigan and Georgia not covering that uh, spread yet. I, I 
you know, one of these teams might lay it on somebody this weekend. I think they've got to. And I, I don't think Carson Beck is great, but, I mean, he should be able to. If Max Johnson can have the success he had against uh, Auburn last week coming in without running first-team reps all week, I think Carson Beck should be able to to do something. But, all right, well, that closes it out. Thank you for tuning in. As always, follow us on Twitter or X now with our updated usernames. But thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Cash some tickets.